Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Creative and Balanced Podcast. Like always, I am your host Sean Siriani, and we have a great episode for you because today our guest is somebody I grew up watching on TV, YTV. She was on the show Uh Oh, and later on in life for one semester, she became my college professor and I was so freaking jazzed about that. But my guest today is the one and only Sam Cook, aka Slash and Sam. And beyond that show, she's done so many things across the board in media, from getting her start interning at the David Letterman show to working at various radio stations right here in Toronto to hosting on the Country Music Channel. And right now, she's part of this very special show called The Shot. And you're going to hear across the board all about these things. And yeah, this was actually a really special talk. Uh, I've done so many interviews as a lead up to the relaunch. It's almost like there's been so many hours of conversation. So It's almost like I forgot some things. And editing this back was actually an experience for me. I laughed. I cried. I learned a lot. Um... Yeah, it's both lighthearted and a heavy conversation. Um, yeah, we talk about some powerful things. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to share this one with you guys. But before we get into this, oh, I also need to mention that with the relaunch of the show, we've been doing things in a new way. Like you, you guys know that I'm not at the studio anymore. We've been doing this on Zoom calls and everything, and I'm still trying to learn the best way to record these interviews. And I actually made a mistake. And there is three minutes of this episode cut off at the beginning. My bad. But be- right before we get into this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you up to speed of everything going on. But first, I need to thank all you guys who signed up to the Patreon. I appreciate that so much. Each and every cent that goes there is going back to the show. Um, right now, you guys are helping me cover web hosting. And um, if we get a little more to um, all that money is going to help just boost the quality and everything. And yeah, for the longest time, I've been doing this out of my pocket. And uh, I was actually shy to make that Patreon. But uh, it's cool to get some activity there. And I didn't expect it, but... Oh, man, I appreciate it so much. So shout-outs to our first patron, Ola Mazuka. She actually runs a podcast called The Fold, and you definitely got to check it out. It um, features so many people doing great things around the community, and it's some of the most conscious conversations I listen to every week. And after I listen to it, I just feel so inspired and uplifted. And I don't know what more you can want from a show. So thank you, Ola, beyond being a patron for doing that podcast. It's very important in this community. And also, thank you to our co-producer, Jeremy Hopkin at Hopkin Design. Beyond Jeremy being a great graphic designer, he is also a historian. He's done so much work for sites like Vintage Toronto. And if you follow his page, Hopkin Design, on Facebook, it's just so fascinating. Like, he refurbishes, like, really old photos from, like, the 30s and just, like, has some pieces where it's, like, cool transitions of, like, maybe 
a storefront or a street corner and it's like half and half what it is now and seamlessly transitions to what it looked like back in the day. And, oh, he's just so talented. And Jeremy Hopkin is somebody you should have on your radar. So that's Hopkin Design. Hit him up if you need any graphic design work. He is the man. And finally, our sponsor. And I want to say, if you're a vegan, plug your ears. Because right now, once again, we are sponsored by The Meat Shop in Niagara Falls, Ontario. And what can I say about The Meat Shop? It is the best butcher shop in all of southern Ontario. I know the weather's about to get cold. You're going to want to get a few barbecues in before it's unbearable out there. And yeah, The Meat Shop is your go-to place if you live in the southern Ontario area. Even if you don't live in Niagara, go out of your way. I know people who have gone out of their way to go here because it's just the freshest quality and absolutely amazing. And even if you Google it, you will notice the reviews across the board are almost all five stars. And not only are they a sponsor of the show, I go there. (laughs) Trust me, it's amazing. And... And whatever you decide to get, whether it's steaks, chickens, sausages, their pre-made lunches, anything, do yourself a favor and grab yourself a bag of pepperettes. That is the Sean recommendation. Oh my God. I hate talking about them because I'm craving them. And right now I'm in Toronto and I can't make it there today (laughs) to get more. And also, if you love your pets, you love your dog, they even make fresh dog food. And this is taking the city of Niagara Falls by storm. I have been told they're having trouble keeping up with the demand because it's just great stuff. So once again, that is the meat shop in Niagara Falls, Ontario. It's at 4725 Dorchester Road. And when you go there, tell Fred we sent you. So yeah, that's all we got to plug to keep the lights on around here. But before we get into this interview with Sam, I need to catch you up to speed. Like I said, I accidentally messed up. I cut three or four minutes off of the beginning. But basically, I asked her about how she got in the door at YTV Uh-Oh. And she actually went to the building to apply for something else. And afterwards, in the parking lot, she got into a fender bender. And uh, it seemed like it was a civil situation. I believe one of the casting directors for this brand new YTV show at the time, Uh Uh-Oh, was involved and told her to come back and audition for this. So yeah, if she never bumped that car, (laughs) that this wouldn't even happen. It's amazing. And I know we referenced that a little later in this show. And also something we may reference again is... I tell her about this time I have skipped her class. Even when I was going to school in that era, I was not a good student. I was caught up in the party life. I'd skip a lot of classes, but I'd always make a point to go to Sam's. I don't know. I We just love Sam Cook around here. She was cool. I grew up watching her. She's a great energy. You're going to hear it on this show. But, um... There was one iconic day that um, I skipped her class and I was so hungover and I remember even feeling bad like in my conscious like oh I'm not going in today and um, I was laying on the couch in my student house and uh, my one roommate Ashley she'd always uh, watch the country music channel 
So she turns on CMT. It's like in the morning sometime. And I end up passing out on the couch. And then all of a sudden, I hear this familiar voice. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Sam. And in my half-sleep days, I thought she she found me. Like she came into my house and busted me. And I sprung up like having half a heart attack. And I look on the TV and there was... And there was Sam in a country music panel going on. And uh, at the time, I didn't even know she was on that channel. It was it was hilarious. And I kept that a secret till right now because I guess the statue of limitations of skipping school are long and gone. So screw you, Mohawk College. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, as we jump into this conversation, too, uh, we're talking about her days of interning at the David Letterman show. And I th- I believe I asked her something like, oh, did you get to hang with Dave a lot? And uh, she mentioned it was just kind of like small talk around the studio, but more so Paul Schaefer. So right now she's going to tell us about her experience with Paul Schaefer, and we're going to get into this episode. Once again, thanks everybody for listening, whether you're on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that. And even if you want to watch these, each and one of these interviews are now up on our brand new YouTube channel. So if you have a YouTube, if you have a YouTube account, please give it a sub over there. It could use a bit of love over there. So, yeah. But either way, wherever you're listening, I appreciate you. But without further ado, here's Slashing Sam Cook coming at you right now. Schaefer, same. Like, as soon as he found out I was Canadian, there was an instant bond there. And uh, yeah, like, I remember one day he, uh, you know, he said, you know, wanted a couple, like, there was a couple of us hanging around and we were talking about his glasses. And I remember he said, you know, why don't you guys come with me? And we were able to go into his office, which was massive. And he had like a big grand piano and he had, um, these like boxes and boxes of different glasses and he was like showing us all of his glasses and I just kept remember standing there going is this for real like wow like this is crazy and uh yeah and we just I mean were we best friends no but we were you know hey how's it going Canada and I'd be like hey Paul so it was just very uh it was it was cool it was it was it was awesome uh to be honest with you awesome is definitely the right word to choose um in this scenario because it really was yeah that's like such a a crazy start too and probably you learn so much just by seeing um like a like just the show on that level you know it's like one of the most iconic shows in america and uh you kind of got to be behind the scenes and seeing how it the gears worked i guess and everything but uh, yeah, that's cool. And I, I want to jump over to Uh-Oh again, too. Uh, yes. Even People like a, love Uh-Oh. I kind of, 
it, was that show aired in America as well, or was it only a Canadian show? Hmm. No. Well, it, it aired across Canada on YTV, and it became so popular, it ended up on Discovery Kids in the U.S., um, okay. Then we also, yeah, and it was also in Australia and Singapore. Uh, according to um, someone that worked for Uh Oh, they had said like we were huge in Singapore and Australia. Uh, the show was extremely popular. So uh, yeah, so it was really cool. We were basically worldwide with that show. Oh, wow, yeah, and I was just asking because I know a, a bunch of Americans listen to these segments too. So I'm like, oh, are they gonna know what I'm talking about or whatever? Oh but, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it was it was just such like, especially in Canada, it was such a fun, iconic show, and it's just like mix of like a a game show, like trivia, and like kids getting slimed, <laughs> and like it was fantastic. So um, you you told me about like bumping the car and then getting asked to go to the audition and how was that audition like like it sounds like you were kind of going into it like blindly like I don't know what this is and like yeah a li- it, it was um it was kind of new for me because I had you know just got back from Letterman I hadn't really auditioned for anything uh before and I knew it was for so so I guess for those people that are in America right now the best way to describe this particular show it's like Nickelodeon. That's what YTV is. And it's Nickelodeon in the States. Um, and it was just basically a show where we slimed little kids. Um, and for the audition, I remember them saying to me that you're going to be auditioning for the role of a referee. So I was like, okay, that's all I knew. So I basically went home, contacted a girlfriend that had worked at Foot Locker. Um, she lent me her, her, referee jersey that they wear in that store I actually I don't know if they have foot lockers anymore do they do they have foot uh, lockers anymore not too sure I've, I've been ordering a lot online these days you know with the way of the world but uh yeah I haven't been yeah. to the mall in a while yeah. but well yeah. it was kind of like a store that sold running shoes and so anyways long story short I ended up going to this audition and I remember walking in and stopping and looking around and every single girl there was blonde and beautiful And I just thought, oh my God, like I'm way out of my element. And I was wearing yoga pants in this black and white striped jersey with a, with a whistle around my neck. And I'm, and everyone just turns and looks at me. They're all wearing like nice dresses. And I was like, wow, I think I should probably leave. This is embarrassing. But I stayed and I went in and I must've stood out because I kind of dressed the part and yeah. And I just went in there and I had no fear for my audition because I was deeply scared and uh, embarrassed that I wasn't really dressed the way the other girls were. But I thought, you know what, who cares? Like, who cares? Just go in there and do it. And I did it. And I was just, I pretended I was super confident when I was really crying inside and I left. <laughs> and thought, well, we'll see what happens. And within a couple of days, they called me and said, you're it, you're in, you're slashing Sam. Oh, amazing. That's, yeah. the, that's the great origin story of Slash and Sam. And right? I, I love, I love like kind of like the two sides of it, like how like you're confident on the outside and like terrified in the, on the inside. Um, I find like with like a lot of like different artists and performers, like of all different levels that I've had on the show too, it's like a common theme. And sometimes like I see like comedians on stage and they look like the most confident person and they're just like, yeah, I threw up before that one. And just like, just, yeah. 
overthinking in their head and like even a bunch of interviews i had this week too i was like overthinking it it's like oh my god this person's my hero <laughs> like what, what but then then it happens and then like you'd never know but um yeah it's 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 always beautiful like in the moment when you you just, it's, it's almost like an extra layer of going against the odds you know and like when you you nail it it's like uh extra amazing internal victory that nobody else even knows about but yeah that's cool yeah and i think deep down i think everybody um is a little scared at what they do i don't know if there's anybody out there that can say yes i am 100 percent amazing at my job and i have no fear and i think when you have fear it just pushes you to be better. I was reading an article about the um, the founder of Amazon, and you know he basically, in a nutshell, was basically saying like he had to fail so many times in order to be successful, and that really spoke to me. And I was like, you know, when when you're too scared to do something, like maybe you were too scared to do this podcast or even start a podcast. Uh, I think if you just do it. And once you finish doing the first few, you're good. But being nervous a little bit is always going to be good because it's going to push you to be better and do better. So yeah, yeah, Even yeah. Like, yeah. I, I say to a lot of people, like sometimes, like whatever you want to do, it's like the first step is always the hardest one. It's the, always the one yes. you're overthinking. But once you do it, and even if you do it wrong, like sometimes you'll like just learn a million lessons in that moment, and it just yes. makes you want to do it again. It's like okay, we're not going to do it that way again. And yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a lot of this Absolutely. stuff is just trial and error, and there's no manual. And even though there's courses, and you're like a great college professor too, there's a lot of uh, just mystery and a lot of just getting out there and trying to move and weave through everything yourself. And, um, and yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like, um, so, so you did the YTV thing and you've been on like other stations as well. Like, like I found out, uh, the funny way on, on CMT (laughs) and, uh, even like radio stuff. And how did you segue into like, kind of like the, the music stuff? Well, that was also interesting. Um, while I was working for YTV, I've always had a passion for music. Um, I love the way music makes me feel. It makes me think. Um, I grew up with my dad playing records, um, you know, the Bee Gees, the Beatles. Uh, so I, I really always had a connection to music. And I, I was a dancer since I was about four years old. So I loved music. And um, I remember thinking, okay, um, I'm going to get a job in radio. So I applied for this job, um, on YTV actually. So I knew I wanted to get into some sort of like to radio or something along those lines, but I never, I was scared is basically the bottom line. So at YTV, they had the show where you could audition to be a host of a music show. And I'm like, well, that's my jam TV music. I'll push radio aside and my hopes and dreams, but this is what I want to do. I went to audition for the show and they said, thanks, but we're actually looking for someone that works in radio. And I was like, you're kidding me. And I'm like, so that's it. And they're like, that's it. I'm like, all right, what if I went and got a job in radio? And they're like, yeah, okay. Cause it's that easy. And I'm like, well, let me try. <laughs> so I ended up, yeah. And so I ended up um, sending out a resume to kiss 925 in Toronto they called me a couple days later, interviewed me, and I got my first radio gig at Kiss 92.5 in Toronto. And I went back to the producers of the TV show and said, hi, I have a job at Kiss 92.5. And they're like, well, we've actually hired somebody, but 
are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I, I did it. So wow. it was kind of cool. And that's how I started in radio was because I was like, no, you can't say no to me. I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> yeah, that's so impressive, too. And I'm sure like from even like back in the the Letterman experience of like, keep calling and getting that job and then getting on YTV. And then that moment when they're like, oh, we're looking for somebody in, in radio for some people to hear that they might be like okay this is impossible and just like not go for it but you you're kind of like okay things are are possible if you really like drive towards them and i think that's like one big secret that uh to like all this like media and everything to just like just give her give her your best and like it's cool how you just quickly link that puzzle and it's like, okay, I'm back. I, I, I did the thing you wanted, but. Oh, man. Yeah. And it's, and it's so tough. Like back then, I feel like it was a little bit easier now with social media, there's just so much. And I feel that so many people are so stressed out all the time because they're trying to stand out on all these different platforms. And it's really, really hard, um, you know, with podcasting and, you know, vlogs and and whatever it's just it's a lot so I think that um you know it's it's a little bit harder to uh go out there and get what you want because it just it feels overwhelming maybe that's just me but I I typically feel extremely overwhelmed and when you're seeing all these people like I got this job and I got this job you're like oh my goodness and all of a sudden it feels like impossible to do so um I do feel with social media it's it's a bit harder to kind of push forward, I guess. I don't know if you find that as well. Yeah, actually, and, and like another thing I learned too, like uh, very recently too, is like uh, sometimes you can put these seeds out in different places and then you won't hear from them and you'll forget about them. And then just later, like even like I had a beautiful one just spring up this week and I forgot about it. And it was like, a, it was like a really big deal for me for a, a guest. And it's just like, okay, like, uh, remember you messaged us. We're sorry. We didn't get back to you and bam. And just things connect. So, uh, yeah, you just gotta keep chipping away. And like, if That's you really it. believe in, um, whatever you're going for or like your platform or anything, you got just gotta, yeah, keep, putting those seeds out there because who knows like it might not be overnight and I think a lot of people like they they'll get discouraged if they try something and it they don't get a result immediately yes yes and you know I'm the same way like I'm the same way too um you know I'll spend hours and hours and hours editing something or recording something and I'll put it out there you know and only a few people watch it and Honestly, I should be grateful that even those few people watched, but now it's embedded in your brain. It's numbers, 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 numbers. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, and, and sometimes it's the simplest thing. Like you'll just go, oh yeah, let me just take a selfie, click. And then you're getting like, you know, hundreds or thousands of likes. And you're like, wait a minute, I spent hours doing that, but this picture. So, um, yeah. but I did want to say too, and I want to throw it back at you, um, you know, uh, creative imbalance you've been doing this for a while and i wanted to ask you like how many podcasts have you done um i'm about like a little over 120 
Uh, currently, I'm ju- I'm doing a, a relaunch, and I banked about uh, eight of them, and you're going to be included of this. And uh, just kind of um, took a break uh, during the COVID stuff and to rebrand because I, I was doing this out of a studio as well. And so, oh. yeah, and uh, I didn't add the video element to it. Everything was like just on Spotify, iTunes. So, uh, yeah, this is a huge like little rebranding going on. And I, I actually like even though like this is probably going to be labeled uh, episode 128 or 130 or something. It feels like this is a reset button on everything in a very good way. Like everything's That's good. leveled up. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing, like, I'm super proud of you. Um, I knew you were like over a hundred. I just didn't know the number. That's why I was asking. But I feel like a lot of people who do podcasts, they start off strong. And that's like me. I started off strong. My numbers were good. And then, you know, life happened and I kind of dropped my podcast. And I feel like that happens with a lot of people and they start this podcast. They have this great idea. Oh my gosh, this is going to be great. And they get to like maybe 20 or 50 and they stop. So I hope that you continue to keep doing this because uh, to do over even a hundred episodes is phenomenal. And I think that, you know, you've learned so much doing that and now you're growing and rebranding and that's amazing to me. So I'm super proud of you and I hope that you keep it up because. Uh, Thank you, Sam. That means a lot from you. And uh, yeah, even like, um, even though I've done like 120 or whatever, my interviewing journey uh, is beyond that. I've probably done thousands of interviews in a way. And, but it was always for like um, different websites and stuff like that. And I could never really be my own voice. Yeah. And even around that like uh when I knew you and like left and moved to Toronto all I had was like a camera and I didn't really know what I was doing I was just like I kind of like this and I was flowing through all these different um like underground arts from like comedy battle rap like pro wrestling just like filming all my interests and it kind of gathered this community of uh of what's going on in toronto and people knowing me and that's what turned into the creative imbalance because i was like oh there's so many of these unknown stories going on but now it's turning into where instead of me finding guests it's like i'm getting like a lot of publicists hit me up like oh talk to this artist i'm like oh my god i'm a fan of this so it's um, yeah yeah i feel like it's very like meant to be where it's like for many years i was just kind of lost in the jungle and then me doing so much random stuff kind of all like connected together and like I'm so thankful for that too so there's something about this show where I don't I don't feel like uh I'm just gonna drop it you know it's like such a it's almost like a a weird cosmic thing in many ways that happened to make this platform but uh yeah obviously you at at our early days uh planted some seeds of me like uh enjoying media and stuff like that and (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah it's really cool and you mentioned your podcast too which i think is uh awesome and um i loved the episode with uh, eric johnson actually oh yes and actually like when i started the creative imbalance he was like uh it was like one of my first episodes too, probably like episode six or seven. And yeah, it was just a, a really cool talk. And I, I love that format too, that you, you guys did. It's like very loose and stuff. Uh, do you want to let me know a little bit like what inspired me or inspired you to do your own uh, podcast as well? I think that I just feel like I have a lot to say and then, you know, and, and being on radio, I loved being able to express myself. 
But what I love even more is that, um, you know, I genuinely feel people are good. And I wanted to interview people that they didn't know it. And I don't even know if they still do. But I, I, every single guest I picked, I picked because I knew deep down inside, they had a really good message to tell. Mm-hmm. And I always interviewed them and pulled that out of them without them even knowing. And so I, I didn't want it to be just a random willy nilly person. I wanted them to come on and, and spread their joy to other people. So that's kind of how my podcast started. And it was just basically, can I do it? I'm going to try. Um, and then like you, people started saying, okay, I want to be on your podcast. I want to be on your podcast. Um, and I was, you know, I was doing really well, but then life happened. Uh, my mom's dementia got worse and I had stopped my podcast. So now that things have settled down a little bit, I like you, I'm going to rebrand. I'm going to come up. Um, you know, I have, I have ideas of how I'm going to rebrand and hopefully that'll happen within the next, you know, couple months and I'll get started again. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good to hear. Cause it, it was such a good format and obviously like you're a seasoned interviewer, it's just, uh, it was smooth, like how it flowed and everything. And even, um, it's, it's cool that you, you mentioned that you're so selective with the people you choose and, um, I, that's that's similar to me too and like even what's funny too is sometimes like for an example like i'll have a a hip-hop artist on the show and then i'll get a ton of messages like oh my cousin's a rapper he should go on the show and stuff but yeah. it's like no you guys aren't really like listening there's like um there's like a deeper message to these segments you know it's not just like uh he's I'm not just picking somebody with like one SoundCloud song or whatever, where I encourage them, like, keep doing your thing and maybe like build a little story. And then maybe, maybe I I can talk to you, but it's just like, I'm not just like picking everybody, you know, there's like, uh, it's a little, but it's good that people want to be on your show. I think that's amazing. I mean, that speaks volumes for, you know, the type of podcast that you do. So it's it's really good. That's, Uh, that's, That's fantastic that people are coming to you. So um, and to have a hundred different podcasts or over a hundred is, is phenomenal to me. I, I, I think it's amazing. I'm super proud of you. Uh, thank you so much, Sam. Um, yeah, too. And, and also too, I, I, uh, I wanted to like talk a little bit, uh, I, I, I might be like a, a tough subject too, but I saw, I saw your uh, post yesterday, um, about, uh, seeing your mother and, uh, yeah, my heart's out to you and your family and stuff. And, but, um, like, I know a lot of people, they, they're kind of like talking about like this COVID, like anti-masking stuff and everything, but, um, you were heavily affected in your family life from this and not even being able to see your mother who's, uh, in care right now since March. And, um, you, you got to see her yesterday. Am I correct? Yeah. 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 I did for the first time. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was very emotional. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, the story is, is super sad and my mom, you know, was diagnosed with dementia and, uh, my dad, uh, went from being a husband to all of a sudden a caregiver and he worked really hard at trying to keep her home for as long as possible. And there are many people on the internet who say how cruel it is that we had to put her in a long-term care home. But the fact is she gets excellent care. And, you know, if you're living with someone with dementia, it's 24 hours a day. It's not, you know, 
like the kids are asleep, we can have some me time. It that, you know, she was always awake and always busy, busy, busy. Um, so that hard decision was made and we waited for a long, long time to get her into long-term care. And this year, uh, in January, out of the blue, we got a call saying that, you know, this home that we really liked was accepting her. And, um, when they call and say, there's a bed, you don't get to go, well, let me think about it. It's you have five days to pay us and move in period. So it was uh, really hard on my dad and myself, but my dad, especially, uh, and he had to make that decision. And, you know, now he's, you know, living in the house by himself and it's really hard. And so we, you know, as a team, my dad and I, we decided to, you know, be grateful. And we kept going in and visiting her every day or every couple of days, you know, we take turns uh, and then, and then COVID hit. And within six weeks, uh, we weren't even used to the fact she wasn't living at home anymore with my dad. Then all of a sudden it was like, now you can't see her. So he went from, you know, being married to her, losing her really with the dementia to now she's not even living with me anymore to now you can't see her anymore. So it was, it was, it's, it is a nightmare. And, um, you know, and, and then all of a sudden it was like, now you can't come in, you can't touch her, you can't see her. Um, you know, there were zoom calls, but my mom didn't understand what was happening. So it was really tough. So to make a a long story, uh, short, um, you know, having the premier talk about the new rules and regulations of going to visit your loved ones, it's, it's good, but I mean, it's sad, it's sad, but I understand it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, instead of seeing my mom through a pane of glass, I got to see her you know, at the opposite side of a table through plexiglass and a mask. And it was really, it was, it was, it was, um, it was hard. It was hard to see her when she knew it was me and she wanted to come towards me to hug me. And then they pull her away. Oh man. And she probably didn't understand like, kind of like what's going on. No. Even people like, I don't know, like even it's, it's hard for us to process what's going on too. Like it's just every day and like, Oh, um, that's, that's, that's really tough. But is it a blessing? Is it, is it a blessing that people with dementia don't know what's going on? Because I don't know about you, but for me, I know so many people who are affected by COVID-19. I, I know people that have been in the hospital. I know people that can't still smell and taste. I know so many people that are affected. I also know so many people that go, it's not real. Yeah. This is not a real thing. So I know people on both sides. So my anxiety is through the roof because I, I, I am hearing all these stories and I'm seeing firsthand like friends on, on ventilators and in hospitals. But if you have dementia, I wonder if the blessing is they don't know what's going on in the world. And when you don't know what's going on in the world and you're oblivious, maybe they're happier. Like, I don't know. That's how yeah, I have to look yeah, at it's it. An, maybe it's an not knowing. Uh, perspective, you know, to think of that too. So, yeah. Who yeah, knows? because... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because seniors in long-term care homes, they know. they The ones that are don't have dementia, they know that COVID's going on and they're not allowed to hug their loved ones and they're going downhill because they're not touching people and hugging people. So I'm just wondering, I don't know. I don't know why I'm even talking about this right now, but in my head, 
I always think maybe they're happier not knowing. Maybe that's what gets me through every day. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's, that's an interesting uh, perspective. And like, I, I hope they're happier, you know, because it's true, like in like just even consuming like all uh, like this updates and like just people arguing all the time. It's like, I got to turn off my phone. And like a lot of days it's like, luckily I've been doing this show like crazy for this relaunch. Cause it's just making me just think of like art and like media and like celebrating people. And I've been in that kind of bubble for the most part. And then like, sometimes I'll just go on my phone and just, for little updates like and stuff like that and then i'll get lost in like just people arguing it's like oh like mass do nothing and blah 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 and you can get so drained down so it's 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 interesting to think imagine if i didn't know exactly what's going on with everything if like <laughs> it's yeah uh, yeah yeah just a different perspective and everything but uh yeah much love to you and your family thank you and thank you to those that are listening whether you're listening in australia the states canada you know whether you believe this is real or not i'm not judging anybody but i would like to say if you wake up in the morning and you put a mask on when you go outside or you go to the grocery store or you get gas um i just want to thank you because when you do that it allows me the chance to see my mother in person and mm -hmm. that means so much so i just I, I just you know yeah i just want to say thank you yeah it's it's important for people to think about too is especially if like they feel like they're not affected by it it's honestly just do it for other people too because there's people suffering right now but uh for sure yeah yeah but um, also, like, I kind of want to spin it, like, back to your career and, like, the many oh, okay. beautiful things you do in media and everything. And, um, yeah, one thing I noticed you've been posting a lot, uh, you're a host on this new show, The the Shot, as well. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty new to that, too. Is it kind of like um, an American Idol, like, talent show type thing going on? or? Yeah, it's it's actually a very unique idea in the fact that it takes different elements from different shows and wraps it into one. Um, it's basically a show where they help develop artists. So instead of singing cover songs and, and you know, you win based off of your voice, you're, you're winning based off of a lot of elements and becoming the whole package. And what's really cool is the show really works on developing these artists from branding to songwriting. Uh, and it's really cool. So there's not many shows out there that showcase that. Uh, there's a lot of people that go, okay, you know what? I can sing. I can write. Yeah, I know how to brand myself, but what do I do next? So this show takes those people and basically um, puts a bunch of judges in front of them. And these judges mentor them throughout the season and then someone is is basically crowned the winner and they win some really cool prizes. And last year was my first year being a part of it and it was unbelievable. We were recording in some of the best spaces in downtown Toronto and uh, the talent. It, it's, it's sad for me to think that some of these people, if this show didn't exist, these talented people would be at home, you know, still sitting in their basement going, yeah, you know, I don't really know how I'm going to make it, but you know, and this is kind of a stepping stone. So uh, it's really, really a cool concept. And uh, this year uh, it's being done virtually. Um, so it's a little bit new for the show, but they're doing it and it's successful. And it's just, it's, 
it's a cool experience. So I recommend anybody who uh, is, is thinking on, you know, how do I become an artist? How do I get noticed? Help me with branding, help me with songwriting uh, to, to check it out. Singfortheshot.com is the website uh, or just look up the shot on Facebook or any social media platform and you'll be able to, uh, to check it out. And maybe you'll be, on the shot next season for season nine. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's a, <clears throat> I keep losing my voice. Too many interviews this week. <laughs> yeah, oh, but, uh, man. But uh, I love it. But anyways, like, um, yeah, I was going to say that's um, that's amazing. Like, I I just feel like more um, things like that for artists to get known or just even like have different outlets is important because like I find like in kind of Canadian media they've been depleting over the years and even yesterday I did an interview with uh, Strombo and he was uh he was telling me about the old much music days how it was very like uh come on in and now it's just like doors locked <laughs> it's just yeah. like tinted windows and um yeah, that vibe's been missing in like Ontario where when I was growing up, it was very prevalent and even venues to play and everything. So it's cool to hear like this whole format of the show you're hosting, the the shot and that just, it makes me happy. There's just another avenue for people and everything. Yeah, yeah they, they, they've they worked really hard on coming up with a concept that is, 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 beneficial for for people that want to move forward in this industry so it's it's very cool and I, like i said as you know i love music so this was like a perfect fit for me so yeah yeah it's perfect like it's a little bit of everything of like yeah the sam cook thing like it's like you're meant for that you know yeah 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 i feel so i feel like that yeah yeah that's awesome and yeah yeah i'm excited for you to bring the podcast back too as well yeah like, you know, when the time's right it's a uh, tricky times right now and everything but uh are you, are you going to do anything differently with it or kind of keep the same format or um i think that i'll probably keep the same format uh it's been going really well and um i just i'm wondering about relaunching the name so that's kind of where i'm stuck right now because if you have um like a a google mini or whatever and you say okay play Sam Cook live, which is the name of my show. Um, it actually plays Sam Cook, the singer playing live. So uh. people were having problems finding my podcast. So uh, it's become a huge issue. Um, more people are saying I, it's too hard to find. Um, so that became a problem. So now I'm like, Oh, and I don't want to rebrand my name, but I'm going to have to. So that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. And as soon as I have a name, I'm back. Yeah, maybe bring back, well, back uh, Slashing, you know? <laughs> Slashing Sam, baby. Yeah, <laughs> She's <exactly>. back. <laughs> maybe that, that might be an idea. So yeah, yeah. we'll see, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's really cool to uh, pick your brain about like this awesome career you had in media and television too. And um, this may be putting you on the spot, but is there like a pinnacle like moment of like just doing this over the years of like, this is my favorite either interview or just day being on set or just, I know there's must be like so many, but, uh, there's there. Oh man, there's, yeah, there's a lot. I've met a lot of cool people and there's literally two stories that pops into my head. Uh, the first one would be Keith Urban. Uh, mm -hmm. during my career, I've had the amazing opportunity to interview him several times. And I remember back in the day, 
interviewing him in Hamilton. He came to Hamilton and they said, you know, don't ask him this. You can't ask him this. Let me see your questions. Okay, here they are. And they oh, that's the worst too, when you can't just say what's in your heart too. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I was like, all right. So I did the interview and he was, he was all right. But you know, like, you know, when you're, when you're younger and you're like, oh, one day I want to meet this person and you have these big expectations. And I was kind of like, huh. And I just didn't feel it um, when I interviewed him. And I thought, okay, I was a little disappointed. Then Keith meets Nicole Kidman. Then I get the chance to interview Keith again. Wow, what a difference. That man <laughs> was completely different since meeting her. Uh, the interview, nobody said, don't ask this, don't ask that. And it was just one of the most amazing interviews I ever did. And I realized that, you know what? Not every pop star or singer is going to have a good day and you don't know the struggle that someone's going through and to have to have someone interview you every day, all day, it must be exhausting. And I realized at that point, like he was at a down, downward spiral at that point in his life. And uh, to see what love did for him uh, was unbelievable. And then I interviewed him again after that. And he was just everything you would want Keith Urban to be. He was that and more. So I'm so happy for him. So that's one interview that really stands out and one person that stands out. And the other one is, um, I remember being at the late show and I was heading home and I left out the, there's a side door to the Ed Sullivan theater that we would go out. And I remember leaving and somebody went, Hey, yeah. And the guy's like, you want a picture with me? I'm like, uh, <laughs> yes. And he's like, all right. And so he calls his guy over and he says, you got a camera. And I just happened to have one of those Kodak disposables in my bag. So I'm pulling it out and looking at him. Yeah. I'm like, is this happening right now? Okay. And he's like, come over here. I'm like, all right. So I go and stand beside him. All right, here we go. The guy takes our picture and he goes, uh, nice to meet you. I'm like, okay, thanks, James Brown. And then I left. Ah. And so I literally like have a picture with me, with James Brown. And he asked you for a picture. Yeah. You want a picture? And I'm like, uh, okay, I don't know if we're allowed to do this or not, but it was kind of in this little space where no one could see, like it was like downstairs on the way out. Um, so I, I knew like, okay, if my bosses see me, I'll say it wasn't me. He asked for it. So I was like, all right. So I, I'm so glad I have that picture now because it just uh, reminds me again, you know, human, you know, he was super nice to me. I didn't beg him for a photo. He asked me and I was like, all right. And so it's, it's a cool photo that I have that, you know, I hold dear to my heart because, you know, he, he was uh, yeah. a, a great performer. Absolute legend. One of the best performers of all time. Yeah. Yeah. But he was probably like, oh, I'm a big fan of, uh-oh, let's get this first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what I guess I guess that goes to show you too like you no matter how big of a rock star pop star actress or whatever social media influencer when you take the time out of your day just to be a nice person mm. you know you don't know how you're going to affect that person's life so I think that's super important in fact it, it I think that's with anybody like as long as you are kind and nice and I think that that helps the world go around really especially in this day and age yeah i agree too and even like i've noticed like a pattern too of uh doing this series and doing interviews for like other websites and stuff um the 
I, I find like not all the time, but very often some of the nicest people I come across are the ones that are the most successful. And I think there's something to that where if you put out that energy, people are going to want to work with you. They're going to want to like stand behind you and believe in you and like push your music or comedy or whatever in all these different directions too. And like, that's one thing I always like try to preach, be nice to everybody and like in a genuine way, even though like I kind of make it out like, um, like, Oh, it'll come back tenfold, but it's just be an awesome person. And like, I don't know, I feel like, um, one way or another, it's like you, you receive the energy that you push out in, in life and everything. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm struggling right now is because a lot of my energy is uh, anxiety, anxiety Mm. around COVID anxiety around, Oh my gosh, is my new podcast going to work anxiety around? Oh my goodness. Like, you know, am I ever going to get to see my mom or hug my mom in person? And so when you have all these anxieties, um, you know, I think that that stops you from moving forward. So I, I, I need to learn myself after all these years, I still need to learn to go, okay, calm down, bring it back to the surface, you know, and things will work out. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think it's understandable too. It's like in your position and everything too. It's a, uh, it's, it's really tough, like to see your mom go through that too. And also like, um, when you're doing like broadcasting and media, it's like, we know Sam cook, it's like a smiling face and stuff. And maybe like on the inside, you don't feel like that that day, but then you got to turn it on. And that's gotta be, um, like an extra layer of just like weights and feeling like off and everything. But, uh, yeah, and I learned, no, 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 I cut you off. I was just, you, you just, by saying that, like I, in radio as well, that's one of the things that we teach the students is that nobody cares about the kind of day that you've had. Your job is to go out and educate, entertain and inform them. And, you know, if you go on the air and be like, Oh, I had to get up so early today. And Oh my God, the kids, well, that's what everybody else is going through. And they don't want to hear that. They want to hear like positivity. And so I've learned uh, in my life in radio that, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of day you're having. um, You got to push through. And the hardest lesson for me was nine 11 and being on the air uh, that day and having to go, okay, Hmm the world's sad, the world's scared. Do I talk about it? Do I not talk about it? Uh, how do you remain positive when everyone is so fearful? And so it, it really, uh, it really taught me a lot. And it helped the rest of my radio career, uh, realizing that people just need, you know, to be told it's going to be okay. And they need positivity. And it goes back to what we talked about earlier about just being kind. Yeah, yeah, especially for like um certain uh segments and stuff like say uh was was it for um like uh one of the country music channels you were doing the was it at 911 or was it No, no, it was uh Energy Radio. Um, oh, okay. Energy yeah. 95.3. Yeah, yeah. But so you think like people want to listen to that to like almost like just get some some vibes, you know, and everything. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. To match that on that day, like I can't even imagine. That's like that's an insane oh, test of mental strength, right there. Yeah, and you yourself are scared because you don't know what's going on, and then you have to basically tell everybody else that it's it's okay, and you know you'll you'll give them updates on what's happening, and then saying right now it's Britney Spears on Energy ninety five three, and you're like, oh my god, what is my life right now, like? I'm sad. I'm happy. I'm playing this great energetic song. 
and it was it was very tough for all all the announcers i think across the world it was just uh you know it was a very it was very very tough Oh, yeah. Even hearing that, I, I'm kind of like an empath too. When I hear these stories, like I, I'm starting to feel knots in my stomach. Like I'm there, even though I'm not. Yeah. But, yeah. I won't even tell you like the, the stories I could tell you about that are, are crazy, but uh, it probably will give you more knots in your stomach. But uh, it just made, made me realize that, you know, it's uh, being an entertainer is just a hard job in general. It's very, very hard. It's not easy what everybody thinks it is where you just wake up and people do your hair and makeup and you do your thing. It's, 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 a, it takes a lot of energy uh, yeah, to yeah. do, to, to be a performer. Yeah. And a lot of people, they just look at the, the final product and they don't see all the work behind it as well. That's right. That's right. It's like, Oh, she just goes and talks for three minutes and then can afford to live. And it's like, no, there's no and even prior to that, there's years of starving, interning. That's it's, it. That's it. It's yeah. wild. And, and I did that. Yeah. Not to cut you off again, but oh, like that shit. that's a perfect lesson for my students is that like I always tell them as well that I didn't just wake up and get Letterman and I didn't wake up and get uh oh. Uh I didn't wake up and get a, a radio gig. I worked my butt off. And, you know, you, you mentioned um, George and Much Music. And I remember volunteering there. I remember volunteering at our local cable station. I volunteered for everything. And I think that that is a skill that a lot of people these days don't do anymore. They don't value being a volunteer and doing stuff for free. Like, yeah. I'm going to do a podcast and not get paid for it. No, thanks. And it's like, well... You have to you have to kind of like pay your dues and learn uh, to get to where you need to be. So I don't know why. I'm sorry. I don't know why. I just I feel like I'm in like teacher mode right now. So sorry. No, this is back. good. This is Let's good. Let's go back to podcast mode. <laughs> no, no, this is podcast mode. We're just having a real conversation. And uh, yeah, I, I kind of like to keep it too, like between like an interview and just just like a lax combo too. I find like um um. I'm blessed to get a few messages from the tiny following I got or like people uh, like they listen to this like while they're at work or just on their commutes too, and just kind of get their mind off stuff and like even learn about like their favorites. And like I know like a lot of people are going to be stoked to hear you because there's a lot of nostalgia, uh, especially like with my age range seems to listen to the show too. And we grew up with Sam sliming people for getting questions wrong and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's also like really cool to just catch up and see where you're at right now. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. Thanks for dropping so many gems today as well. Hey, no worries. No worries at all. It was an absolute pleasure. Like I said, I'm extremely proud of you. I know that, you know, in this day and age, it's hard to feel motivated at times, especially now. And for you to keep going and, and, you know, allowing people to express themselves and have a platform to do that, I think is amazing. So I'm super proud of you. And I literally wish you nothing but success moving forward uh, with your amazing podcast or web series or whatever this turns into when you rebrand. So I'm very, very happy for you. Uh, thank you so much. That that means more than or more than words I can even articulate coming from you. And yeah, I really appreciate that. It's like even though I had you for one semester, like a, a lot of stuff sunk in like uh, that uh, through that era and stuff. And like it kind of kept with me and everything. And again, it's cool to catch up with you again. Absolutely. And, uh, also, yeah, too, like with this rebranding, too, it's um, beyond the show, too. I'm kind of going to have like these little community uh, 
sections on our website where we're just going to keep posting news of all our past guests too so uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna be keeping in touch and when uh the new episodes of the shot comes out we'll be posting that stuff and just keep plugging everything and like making stuff grow because uh i feel like uh something really hit me uh, like this week too especially like talking to georgia like how many like there was like so much fire to push different artists and i mentioned this earlier and they seem to like kind of die down and even though my platform's on a smaller scale, I, I don't know. I just want to, like, instead of keep complaining about there's not enough opportunities for artists anymore, I just want to, I don't know, do something instead of just sit back and be like, oh, I wish much music used to be the way it used to be and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going on a big tangent right now. No, but, no, no, no. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And, um, you know, if I hear of any good guests, I will pass them your way. Uh, amazing, Sam. Once again, thank you so much for your time. Uh, love and strength to you and your mother, your whole family thank and you. everything. Thank and you. Yeah, I appreciate you spending some time with us today. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Ah, that conversation was so uplifting to me. Thanks once again to our friends Slash and Sam for joining me on this show. I'm so blessed to be able to have conversations like this. Honestly, this shit fucking fuels me. Um, I, was, I was feeling like I was going through a little bit of a burnout. And just editing that and listening to it back, it's just... I got some strength and some energy to just do this. Like, it makes me want to work harder. So thank you. Thank you so much, Sam. And thank you for all of you who are listening to these. Loving how this show just has this brand new energy to it. And I'm excited for the future. And like always, we're going to finish the episode with a song and i gotta say i really miss seeing live music this is a tune from somebody's really special he may be under your radar but his name is jeremy albino and he's put on some of the best live shows i've seen in this city and what i think is very very special from him is uh you hear his music and you see him play and he reminds me of an old soul like he's possessed with like this ghost of Elvis and Johnny Cash and you hear it in his voice but then you look at him and he's just a young guy it's like where the hell does that come from <laughs> it's just awesome and he's got so many killer tunes but I thought I'd pick a really upbeat one to end this off and give you guys some energy but once again thanks for listening here's jeremy albino with hard times and we'll see you next time have a great week peace would you pick me up if i ever make it out of here will you break me out they never Change after all All this time No, I ain't changed I ain't got nothing but Time, time, time Or time Now cross that When I make it all, what if I...
Peace. 